Dixon Jeans, number 891. Uh, this is a start. Um, it is Saturday, April 9th, 2022. It's my birthday month. Um, no, not looking for uh, presents, thank you. Just reflecting a lot. Time does seem to go very quickly when you're older. Like, wow, it's April already. We're going to be through this month soon. Uh, I'm in Bluffers Park. I'm sitting on a bench. I um, It was raining earlier, and I thought, no, I'm just going to go out anyway. Filled up the tank and the little Toyota. Faithful little Toyota gets me everywhere I need to get to. And uh, I'll just rest in the car. Before that, I thought enough to say, hey... You don't have any good CDs in the car. Quickly go to the road trek and uh, pull out something. So I got the five CD set of uh, Love and Rockets. And that's just great stuff. And a lot to choose from. So that's my music for the day. And then uh, it stopped raining. It's still cold. It's cloudy. You can see just a bit of blue sky over the lake in the distance. I'm sitting under my uh, favorite tree in the whole park. It's a weeping willow tree. You can hear some children maybe in the background. Uh, It's a spot I've always loved and always come to. I thought enough to say, I know those benches are going to be wet. I've got these old gloves that uh, my mother gave me. And God, they must be 30 years old now. Falling apart. But... Things like that become specialty. They become part of you. It's like favorite old shirts or my red spoon that's in the road track. You know, the one that started off my uh, video chats. Anyway, I just released uh, on Friday the last podcast. and <laughs> You know, I, I get partway through the week. I've maybe recorded a couple of clips. And I go, oh, my God, this is pretty shitty. Nobody's going to want to listen to this. And then by the time I finish the last clip and put it together, you know, open up Audacity and line up the tracks and, uh, you know, clip whatever I need to clip if there's anything, seldom is, and just sort of put it together, sometimes with a piece of music, I feel really good about it. You know, that's decent. That, that's, you know, there's a lot in there. That's, that's, I've given you a week of my life. You, whoever the you happens to be. My listenership, I mean, it's down to very, very low numbers. Uh, so I'm grateful to each and every one of you who still regularly listen. Um, and again, it's not a problem. It, it's just, uh, hey, it's good enough for me. And that's enough. And for the people who don't get it, that's fine. You know, we're all different. I mean, it's a lot of podcasts. I have no interest. I don't have much interest in the buddy shows. You know, guys get together making jokes, talking about sports. The happy part of that is they're having a great time. They got the gear and they're just joshing with each other. And uh, so it's a good thing overall. Podcasting is an absolutely wonderful, uh, still quite democratic hobby. Anybody can do it. And uh, that's a good thing. And I hope it just continues to spread. Uh, but as for the limited amount of time people have during any given week, 
you know, you're lucky if you get any listeners, but uh, that's not the reason you're doing it. I'm doing it to reflect, and and uh, this is sort of roundabout getting back to a point. I had a sentence, and I thought, there's a, a perfect starting sentence. Maybe I'm thinking in terms of, um, on Monday is my second creative writing class. I'm pleased with the uh, the first piece I wrote. I realize the value of editing. You look at it again, and it's, oh, I could change that sentence. No, I could cut out that part. No, this is a better ending, better way to end it here. So not a major overhaul, the whole structure, the sentence order, everything stayed the same, but just a little bit of tweaking. And you yeah, that's what you have to do when you write, is tweak a little bit. It could be a little better. You know, ooh, you don't want to use a word, the same word twice in two sentences, you know. Uh, get rid of that one. Find a substitute. So all that stuff. Being an English teacher, having spent a lot of time teaching English, certainly helps. I know my grammar. And um, I'm aware of the medium. So anyway, I'm enjoying that. But as I sat down here, I don't know what started it off. I was thinking back to my days. Oh, I know. Somebody posted on a Lachine Then and Now Um Facebook group, which has a lot of people who, you know, have a connection to Lachine, my hometown, I guess. Although I like to think Valleyfield's my hometown, but anyway. Um, where were you in 1974? And I couldn't resist posting, you know, I was a sleeping car porter between Vancouver and Winnipeg, based out of Vancouver in 1974. I'd left Lachine in 72. And, you know, the people are just continually posting. Somebody just got married, graduated university. Uh, somebody was born at that time. And somebody else, uh, you know, everybody had different because of the age range. Um, but it got me back to times of decision. Okay, Sir George Williams, where I attended university. And what got me there? And then this sentence came to me. Get out your slide rules. Get out your slide rules. And I think, well, that's a, that's a that's a good title for a, a, a writing piece. You know, if it was an open topic or a, a life-changing event, there it is. So, of course, now I'm going to have to tell you about it. <laughs> now that I've given you the title, don't you want to know why that's significant for me? Get out your slide rules. I heard that in the fall, early fall, probably September, of 1966 at um, Montreal High. Now, Montreal High was a school you could go to. In Quebec, we only went to grade 11. It's completely different now. They have CJEP, you know, a two-year program before university, a, a much better system uh, I probably would have benefited from. But anyway, back then... Um, you could go from grade 11, you could get into university if your marks are good enough. Mine, of course, weren't. Uh, and that was after two years in grade 11. Um, so a few friends just agreed to go to Montreal High to get their grade 12. And if you had your grade 12, you could enter second year university. So you saved a full year of university costs. Seemed a great idea. Um, I thought, yeah, I'll just go along with that, take the commuter train up, you know, top of my street, up at top of 48th, Grove Hill Station, get onto a train going to Montreal. I'm pretty sure that's how we did it, or or did I do bus? Actually, commuter train was for Sir George. 
Must have gone, yeah, I can remember to get there. Must have gone by bus. No, now I'm probably thinking of summer school because I had to go to summer school a couple of times <laughs> in Montreal West. Oh, my God, what an academic career. I blame it all on my ADD, ADHD. Um, I'm not hyper. I don't like the hyper part. and Maybe ADD is not even a good description, but something was about the wiring of my brain. Um I mean, it's so that I had I had some trouble. I mean, I, I thought of myself as bright. I still do. But uh, there were certain things in school I struggled with. And uh, algebra was probably one of them. French was another. It was out of laziness. But, uh, yeah, the math. I think I had to go for math. I could get geometry. I could get an 80 in geometry and a 30 in, in algebra. I'm a visual person, and uh, anyway, the thing is, I didn't concentrate. I didn't. I refused to do homework throughout my entire career. I know I'm, I. I may seem like I'm wandering, but that's the nature of the Dixon Jane's podcast. You, you, you get on a thread, and you start. All this other stuff comes back to you to, to give it the texture, the color. You know, it's like painting. I've got a, well, a little, I've got a little more green in over here. So, I struggled with school. Anyway, so I should have known from the start I was not going to do well at Montreal West. Now, I remember going to the English class and being quite taken because the teacher came in, I think, dressed in black. I think was pretty sure he had a beard and a long black cape, which, you know, he was just cool enough. Here he was teaching in high school. Uh, this was the time, 66, right? The changing times. Not quite the summer of love, but hey, something's going on. People are smoking dope. People are getting high. People are... Uh, uh, they've been changed by the culture, by the music. So I thought I could handle this. I could handle the English class, which I always did well in. But um, the class... I was in a math class, and I don't, maybe it was calculus. I, I don't know. A course I've never had before. And I just walked in. Oh, this is my schedule. This is where I'm supposed to be. And on the very first class, the teacher, at some point, after making introductions or whatever, said, okay, get out your slide rules. Now, a lot of you probably have never seen a slide rule. Uh, I hadn't. I knew the I knew the kids machine high. In the smart classes, that was 11A and uh, possibly B, mostly 11A, they had slide rules. They knew what to do with them. Um, This is, remember, this is before calculators and things that did things for you automatically. Um, I had no idea um, how to work one. I I believe my brother had to, he went to... uh, Montreal Institute of Technology around that time. He may have had one, maybe even passed it on to me, but whatever it was, I did not know how this thing uh, worked, what to do with it, and I knew there was absolutely no chance I was going to make any progress with this. So I think I I probably just left, probably didn't go back to that class. And before Christmas, I had already made up my mind, I'm quitting and I consider that my first adult decision, the first decision I completely made. I mean, I decided to go. I don't think my parents... Parents didn't guide me at all as far as education was. Didn't hound me. My father would have liked me to take a commerce degree. I think he thought that would be practical, not realizing, hey, that's the last thing I'd want to take. Um, but 
I was just sort of going along with this is what other guys are doing. Yeah, I guess I'll do that too. I hadn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. Yeah, all right, go to grade 12. Um, so by December, by before Christmas, I knew, no, this is, I'm just, I'm just going to quit. This is not working for me. So I just did, just did it on my own. Now you may think, well, big deal. Hey, I left home when I was 16, you know, have a job and a car. Well, I was slow. I was slow. But um, that was a life-changing decision because that meant after that, okay, well, I went and got by uh, 67, well, 66, yeah, I got my first job with the Canadian National Railways, CN. They were headquartered in Montreal and had summer jobs every summer with them, a good four months working union wages, which got me through university. So I came out of university with money in my pocket and no debts, uh, which you could do back then. You know, anyway, okay, enough of that. We're not going to go there. Um, But now that I've told the story, (laughs) it's not all that good. If it was a writing exercise, I would really have to work on it. But I still like get out your slide rule as a as a turning point. What that meant to me? Did it strike fear into me? I think it did. Insecurity? Did it just wake me up to something? Hey. I'm going along with this parade, but I'm boy, I'm not marching in the same way the other guys are marching. This isn't this isn't this doesn't fit right. Um, it, it all worked out. I remember having to go to get I think a reference. I had to go back to the um, the school and get a reference from the vice principal, and they wouldn't have even known me or who I was. But I was able to talk her into some kind of a reference to help me get into uh, Sir George Williams. Uh, into my first year, of course, by that point, and that would have been in uh, 60, 68. Yeah, I worked with CN. I was in a head, headquarter in the headquarter office, sixty-seven. That's right, downtown Expo summer, great summer. I had money, working, could buy clothes, could drink. Uh, wonderful, wonderful time. So yeah, walked away from something I didn't like that didn't fit for me, and uh, now that I've told the story, it seems very uh, insignificant and unimportant. But uh, for a little while there, before I started talking, it was a big deal. It was pretty important. Get out your slide rule. I still like it. I'm, I'm going to work on that. I'm not, I'm not going to abandon that completely. I might even call this episode "Get Out Your Slide Rule" <laughs> because I do have fun. Uh, with the titles for uh, this Dixon and Change podcast. I do have a, a wonderful, wonderful time doing this thing. I was joking earlier. Maybe I wasn't joking about how few listeners. I know maybe a few have fallen behind, uh, and it's impossible to catch up if I keep pushing them out every week. Ah, the sun is coming through. Beautiful. But uh, it just it just gives me great pleasure. I mean, just to be able to sit on this bench, and it's like I have a purpose I don't have to take that walk, although I might, I will extend it a little bit, but I have a purpose. Just, no, get out the recorder, keep it in your pocket, this wonderful little Olympus LS10, and uh, talk to the people, share something. So that's what I've done, and uh, I'm going to put a stop to it right now, because uh, I've shared uh, more than enough already. Scarborough Dude, signing out from wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Bluffers Park. The water is green beautiful shade of green a man just went by in a kayak how wonderful children love it here families come down what a great great place here on the shore of lake ontario
Bye for now. Okay. Fasten your seat belts. Here we go. I'm parked at St. Andrew's Cemetery. Haven't been here for a long time. It was raining earlier. It stopped now. There's a guy in a uh, high-end, looks like Mercedes, I guess, convertible top-down, parked here, uh, shouting into his iPhone. Seems a little bit angry at someone or something. Anyway, that's not our business. Although, ooh, 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 ooh. Our assignment, I've just come back from my um, class, the uh, creative writing class I'm supposed to be taking. Well, I am taking, second week. Not very happy about things today, but the assignment was to observe somebody, you know, from a distance. Don't let them know you're staring at them. Look at the person, make notes to describe uh, what they look like. And then try and make up a background. The theme today was character, character development. Uh, and so the exercise is going to be, you know, describe this person's character. What do you know about them? Just from their, you know, make it up. Conjecture just from their appearance. And then once you've developed this character and you've made up a background story for them, write a little short story. Now, he's just put the, um, the roof up. And has driven away. But I think I got enough information that that could be my story if I wanted it to be. Uh, because, hey, it's uh, it's just practice. Now today, of course, I was there on time. Got there a little early and thought, well, I'll just wait in my car for a bit. i got a drink with me. Hang on. It's not hot anymore, but anyway... Um, so I sat, and then when I went in, the teacher said, Oh, looks like somebody else is taking your spot today. And the lady who has taken this course already seven times took my seat in the front. And I need it because I don't hear well. And uh, I was annoyed. Now, I had no right to be annoyed. She got there first. She got the seat. That's fine. But um, it made it difficult. And on top of that, the teacher was wearing a heavy black mask and it was really hard to understand I mean it's one thing when your hearing is not right I've got problems now with my right ear I gotta see a doctor uh, it's time for hearing aids for sure it's it's impacting my social life I'm not even hearing what my wife is saying sitting beside me on the couch uh, I can't get dialogues I'm using the subtitles on movies and store on news and so on it's really dropped off. And I realized I saw this uh, doctor in November 2020. So I'm going to, uh, when I get home, I'm going to call, make an appointment, try and see somebody. But meanwhile, it's just made things a little more difficult. So anybody talking through a mask, oh, it's just that much harder. But it's a two-hour class. She spoke for one hour and 35 minutes using a flip chart sort of describing, but I would say half of that time was little anecdotes, little side stories, little stories from TV shows and little incidents that generally might have related to the theme of character development. 
leaving 25 minutes for the rest of us to read aloud our stories and have some critique from everybody. Well, that wasn't going to happen. She looks at the clock. Well, we're not going to have time for everybody today. Uh, Next time we will. Um, So we'll just pick this person. I think you want to read, don't you? And she points to this other person and she reads her story and then the teacher sits there and critiques. I can't understand how old the main character is because you didn't really give that information and so on. And time is up. Nobody else fucking reads. Hey, it's a creative writing course. You're supposed to share your writing. Now, I made print copies. And I could, I watched the clock. I said, well, she's certainly not going to get to me. So at noon, when the class finished, I said, I made print copies. I realize there's no time if anybody wants one. Oh, that's okay. You can, you can read yours next time. And I made it very clear. I don't want to read this story that was due this week in two weeks, because next week's holiday, Easter. I don't want to wait two weeks and give you the same story that I've written three weeks ago. Jesus, there's a new assignment, new story. That's the one I'll do next week. Now, I said this in calmer tones, but I made it quite clear. I have printed copies if anybody would like one. Uh, All but one lady. There are only four ladies in the class with me, one of them sitting right across from me, didn't bother, didn't bother. They were right on the table, and I just, I hung around, I had it in my hand, she didn't look and say, I want one. The teacher said, oh, I'll read one, I'd be happy to read it. So, of course, the teacher got one, that's what counts, I guess. But I put that effort in, I put the effort of getting it copied, to have the class go on filled with stories about books and anecdotes and TV shows and descriptions of rabbits. <sighs> okay, it's free. Now, one thing I have to remind myself, nobody in that class can ever know that I am the Scarborough dude and put out a podcast. That cannot come across in any of my stories because I don't want anybody from there listening, and especially the teacher who's kind-hearted and doing things the way she likes to do things, but could be tightened up just a little. Even the categories, she she had it called mannerisms and, you know, where were they born? So well, that's not really mannerism. So I took the notes she made and I had to actually restructure the whole thing. No, this is background. This is personality. And separate those things and add my own. And I had my hand up several times to contribute. Well, yeah, sense of humor. Oh, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, sense of humor. Yep, 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 yep. Um, pets. Pets. And I added because there is a difference between people who own dogs and people who own cats. Yeah, yes, pets. Yep, yep. Anyway, I contributed... I, I, the beginning of the class, I was thinking, no, maybe I'll just stop. But no, I don't need to stop. It's free. It gives me something, a reason to get up early Monday morning. It's 10 weeks. I really have nothing better to do on those Monday mornings. So I will continue to go. But today I pushed. No, you know, hey, I understand. No, I'm not going to read my story. Anyway, you heard that. It, it just, it kind of pissed me off just a little bit. You know, hey. And the others didn't even speak up at all about whether they wanted to share a story or not. Didn't seem anybody had a story or cared or whatever. 
I don't know. Anyway, I'm grumbly, and I think I'm grumpy because of this hearing issue. So I guess that's all I wanted to share. Not a whole lot, and again, not very pleasant, but it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really could be. This is clearly a, a teacher who likes to talk, as do most teachers, you know, can't fault her for that. I'm the same but it, it, yeah, just just to tighten it up just a bit and make sure that people who've actually written stories get to have their stories read and critiqued, you know. But I can't see how you can do it without print. Like the, the one story they read, well, I could I could only re understand half of it. Partly my hearing problem, um, largely my hearing problem. But. You know, it's this. It's writing. It's creative writing. It should be a piece of paper with writing on it. So I will continue. I'll I'll print mine, whether the people want them or not. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm annoyed. I'm angry. I'm a little disappointed in the whole thing. And it's not just for selfish reasons. It's just you're going to give a course. Do your fucking best. She said she was woken up early with her cats and problems and you know her head wasn't quite with it today and it is Monday morning so yeah you grant her forgiveness nice person nothing wrong it is free but Jesus Christ come on creative writing makes you think hey this is about writing it seemed to be it seemed to be a lot about watership down all right, Scarborough dude, signing out grumpily. Jesus, I'm allowed to be grumpy, all right? I'm allowed to be grumpy. I'm getting the bell back out, and I'm going to ring the bell, and I'm going to end this off. I'm going to go home and get some deed. Bye for now. Chick, chick, chick. Oh, boy. Scarborough dude back at you from Thompson Park once again. I've lost one of the little, uh, you know, those fuzzy little bonnets for your, goes over your um, uh, microphones. And uh, so last time I listened back to a podcast, uh, the one previous to this, 890, I might have been sitting on this very same bench recording, and I picked up a lot of wind noise. So my apologies in advance, I can't hear it now, but you may hear in the recording version of this. Uh, it is Tuesday afternoon, April 12th, I believe, yep, and uh, I am just back from the dentist. I've been sitting on this bench chilling for a little while. Uh, my anxiety levels started last night, and it just, I mean, I was just filled with dread. It was that feeling I used to get on a Sunday night when I was in school, high school, I think even elementary school. I hated homework. I didn't do homework. I avoided it as much as possible. And then Sunday night would come around. I realized, oh shit, I got a whole week of school ahead of me and I haven't done anything I was supposed to do for homework. And it was painful. It was a really terrible feeling of uh, angst, of just, you know, oh my God, I don't want tomorrow to come. The weekend playing with my friends, Saturday is so much fun. I don't like Sunday night. Ugh. Anyway, uh, so that kind of feeling. But I got there and um, today was just a, a checkup from the dentist himself, Dr. Kamandra, whose picture I've just posted on Instagram. I asked if I could take his picture while he was 
almost lecturing me, but lecturing in a good way of, of sharing information. He does this with everybody. Um, well, no, not everybody. No, he sat with me and for a good 20 minutes he talked to me about mental health and the state of the world now and uh, how we are being... I wish I had the recorder on uh, because I'll never get all that he said. I mean, in the ending part was all just ways to stay healthy, getting sleep, eating right, staying away from processed foods, you know, getting exercise. But mostly he was talking about mental fitness and how we are being bombarded with so much information now. And I and I know it's true that we can't things we can't do anything about. For example, COVID stats, uh, the war in Ukraine, that it's going to be one thing after another, and it's meant to desensitize us so that we can't feel, his point was, we can't feel how lucky we are, especially here in Canada, when we should be in, 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 a, in a state of, of bliss, of joy, of awe at how wonderful our lives are. And, and I've said that kind of thing on this podcast before. I mean, I, I just agree with that fully. And yet last night, I had dream after dream after dream of trying to get civilians out of Ukraine. I, why I had that, it was, you know, obviously something I saw in the news. And I was consumed with this. It was It was just sad. And I realized, well, I've just been bombarded continually over this Ukraine thing. There are other things happening. There are other things in the world that are important. There, There isn't a whole lot I can do. And he even echoed my words, like, everybody's thinking, kill Putin, kill Putin, kill Putin. Like, where is this coming from? And, and you're not going to do it, but why, why, is, why is your mind full of this? This is just being pushed at us continually. And, and I'm a victim of it. I mean, you you hear me on on this podcast going on, expressing rage and so on. But a lot of that is stuff that I'm just bouncing back what's already been sent to me. I mean, like, why would I have dreams about Ukraine? You know. Anyway, interesting as always, and and uh, I, I I just have great admiration for the man and his staff at this place. Uh, they are wonderful. The bad news is, okay, well, we can do fix your crown there. That is beginning to decay. Probably gums. Um, well, there's a couple of things to have done and total $4,000. I don't have $4,000. Sell my road trek. Hey, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. And, and this is, it's terrible. Like, you know, hey... And that's because we don't have dental care yet. I mean, NDP is pushing to get this thing started. I think it is part of health care, and I would like to see Canada, instead of buying the, what were they, F-35 fighters or um, some kind of jets that uh, somebody thinks we need. Uh, and that's to, you know, keep up with NATO and pull our share and so on. But these are fighter jets that... I, I would say put money into search and rescue, patrolling the Arctic, having ice ice breakers. Do that kind of thing. You know, it's not saying don't put money into the military, but not for jet fighters that can only bomb. What other good are they? Like, well, how does that help us? Come on. 
I guess if there was a war and we had to do our bit in Ukraine, all right, you guys send over fighters and start bombing Russia now. <sighs> anyway, um, online betting is now the Ontario government. Thank you once again, Doug Ford's Conservatives. Uh, it's legal now, and they say this is so we can get so much more of our share because online betting is out there anyway, so me as we, we may as well have government uh, control over it uh, and keep up standards and safety and so on. Yeah, I, I think it's a disgusting thing. I, you know, it's bad enough, people who are, are addicts and will go to casinos and so on and lose a lot of money. Now it's just easier to do from your iPhone. And they're advertising it on TV and so on. You know, you can, hey, you can bet money from anywhere. That's that's not good, man. That is not the way you want to direct your society, your your population. Like, that's, that's just not good. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, I've got others. I've got some notes here. Capitalism and just, like, We've seen the defeat of the of the of communism in, in how it's changed and morphed, certainly in China and Russia and so on. Capitalism has got to be broken. The system has to be broken. The way it is now, it isn't working. It's wrong. It's taken us back to feudal times, and, and it, it, you can just see this that there's a class of. Billionaires, super multi-rich people who have everything and have all this power and can buy up news media and control the news, the information you're getting. No, that's not right. This isn't right, folks. Come on, it, it's just, just as plain as day. But, uh, you know, I mean, I was just so discouraged when, the, no, no, we can't vote for Bernie. No, he'll, he, won't, he won't win against Trump. And Bernie was the answer. Anyway, that's my opinion. I'm a Canadian. Why should I be buddy into American politics? Because it impacts all of us, for Christ's sake. It's broken. It's disgusting. It's it's just it's wrong. These huge conglomerates of people at the top making ridiculous salaries and bonuses, and people slave labor at the bottom. And meanwhile, you want a house? I'll better both of you be working. And a hundred thousand annual income is not enough. You're going to need more than that. You know, it just it's it's all wrong. It's all fucked up. I don't have the answers. I'm not giving you the answers here. I'm just <laughs> commenting on the fact that it's fucked up. But then again, I do have... I'm in a fortunate position, yeah. We're living in a house. But what about my kids? Okay, 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 okay. This is not fun. This is not fun. This is not fun. Let's move on. It's 4 o'clock. It's a gorgeous day. How do you get rid of that? Like, why should I be worried about capitalism? Well, because I have a conscience. Because I know something is wrong. I know things could be better. It's like when we look at another country and we can see what's wrong with them. Holy Christ, how can you have a a country that's run by, uh, on the basis of religion, Islam, for example? You know, hey, no, 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 no. These These are, it's a fucking religion full of mistakes and errors and stupid rules. That's a way to run a country? That's a way to look after your citizens? Some people think so. A lot of people think so. I don't. But how to get how to get rid of all this fucking tension, anger, frustration, disappointment? How to have 
a little more bliss in your day-to-day life. I know what I have to do is just take a good walk. It's beautiful. Shut this off. Take my walk. Got my walking poles here. And uh, give you poor listeners a break from my whining. Scarborough Dude, signing off from Bluffers Park. You're probably going to get a lot more shorter clips with this uh, particular episode, 891. By now. That's capitalism, isn't it? By now. What I say is, by for now. Bye-bye.
lost my second uh, little uh, microphone muffler so you'll get some wind noise I'm going to have to find a fix for these I just googled, you can buy the Olympus LS10 even though they're not in production anymore uh, but I haven't found a place just for the mufflers I'll, uh, I'll have to do a better search um, and I had the original two were lost and I lost the replacement too so there are those kind of things that are easy to lose um, neurodiversity the range of difference in individual brain function and behavioral traits regarded as part of normal variation in the human population, used especially in the context of autistic spectrum disorders. Okay, so I, in an earlier podcast, uh, by the way, I'm at Bluffers Park uh, sitting under my favorite tree on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, on a recent podcast, I talked about myself maybe, you know, having ADHD because I see it in my son and then I, I was using it to explain a lot about my past. 
And uh, then I realized, no, I, you know, the more I look up ADHD, no, that's not me at all. And uh, so then this term neural, neural, neurodiversity comes up. And I think, okay, well, that, you know, I'd probably fit within that range. I'm certainly quite normal, pass for normal all the time. But there are some just little strange little quirks uh, about me that, you know, they're just, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of a little bit weird. Um, and, and I suppose maybe we all have them to some degree and still fit within the realm of normal. But I, I don't know. I, I just wanted to take back what I said, I guess. I don't have ADHD or not that I know of, but I, I you know, there's something a little unusual about me. Um, besides just, uh, too lazy to do homework. Okay, I don't really have that much more to say. I just, uh, I'm here in uh, Scarborough. I bought a beer that uh, the money is going for, uh, I think, something towards a hospital system, Scarborough Network um, Hospitals, as a fundraiser. Um, and it's called Scarborough Diversity. Diversity. So there's that word again. Uh, and that's the wonderful thing about Scarborough. So uh, I bought that beer in celebration, along with a few others. I feel a little guilty when I go to the LCBO when I buy beer and wine, because really it's just for me. Uh, Daniel could get his own if he wanted, but he doesn't really drink. But if I offer a glass of wine, he, he may say yes. And alcohol rarely ever does, but if it's a special meal like a roast and I open a French wine, she will have a glass or two. Just takes her one or two glasses, and uh, she's feeling it. Um, but so there's some guilt, you know. Hey, gee, what, I just spent $57. Well, I got a big bottle of the Toro Bravo. That's my go-to cheap wine when I'm barbecuing or just want a glass of wine but don't want to spend a lot of money, and it's good. I like it. I'm happy with it. Spanish wine. Then they thought, well, it's Easter. A rosé would be nice, so bought myself a nice, or bought the family uh, a nice little rosé, French rosé. And then, well, if we're, if we're having the roast, gosh, I better get a good French wine. So I found one at a very reasonable price. Uh, not a famous one, but it looks like it. Yeah, it looks certainly acceptable. I'm sure it'll be just fine. Nobody in the family is going to complain. Uh, and then went to the beer section in the back. This is the wonderful little LCBO at uh, McCowan and Kingston Road. Um, and found, you know, just a nice range of cans of beer I haven't had and wanted to try. So there you go. Next thing you know, we got $57. Slap it on a brand new credit card and... Uh, but hey, man, you know, if I'm gonna, if I can still enjoy a drink, then yeah, you don't have to give up everything, man. I tell myself, <laughs> I'm very unconvincingly. I don't think, you know, I thought there was, uh, I thought there was more. I'm looking. I don't even have any notes. I know as soon as I hang up this thing, I'll uh, come up with, oh yeah, you should have talked about that. So maybe we'll just uh, we'll just leave it there. This will just be one little clip. I'll stop now. At Bluffers, I'm, it's a cold, overcast day. Not really nice camping weather yet, but it's coming. But it's better than the Manor Times, or I mean the uh, the prairies where they got snow in Winnipeg. God damn, eh? 
Scumbag Dude signing out from Bluffers Park, and uh, I may be back sooner than you think. Bye for now. Uh, yeah, it's me. I'm back. Uh, this is only two minutes from when I last recorded. I walked from that bench right back to my car, parked in its regular spot, and uh, did remember something I wanted to share with you. Uh, or share with me, really. Um, I talked about my writing class, and she gave us an assignment to observe somebody and come up with a story. And the first person I saw after that class was this guy sitting in a convertible BMW talking on the phone and not seeming very happy. And I thought, that would be good. It's, it's not an interaction. I don't have much information. And the idea was be creative. Make up a whole story, a background and everything else. And um, so I'm sticking with that. And it's just, I'm glad because the, the point of taking any course is exercise your brain a little bit, stretch yourself if you can, and learn something. And I realized, okay, how would I tell the story about this guy? I haven't, I didn't interact with him. I don't know him. I've got to make it all up. Well, then third person. So quickly Googled third person and came up with Margaret Atwood, you know, special course, but just a little bit of information, what it is, the different types of third person, whether they, uh, was it omniscient or omnipresent, omniscient? (coughs) Sorry. You know which one. Um, all seen, you know, inside their mind, you know everything. Or was it closed <coughs> that you know parts you might not know, you can observe, but you 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 can't jump around in time or anything else. Anyway, uh, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to learn, and it sounds really tricky. But I'm kind of excited because I am going to stick with this. This is this is. This is the way my, that brain and I talked about, the way it works. Okay, I saw something, I got it in my mind. She wants you to observe somebody, go to a park or whatever, and, and here's the first guy I saw. And I want to make a story about him. So I'm already figuring out a little bit. The guy's got this rich car, but he's in trouble. He owes money on that car, and he's either got some dealing going, and now he's hassling somebody else to pay up the money that they owe him. And he's just generally a very happy guy. And this is the person I just saw in the parking lot at uh, St. Andrew's Cemetery. Uh, And I thought, great, I'm going to keep that location as it is because I know. I was kind of thinking of having him, you know, hang up his phone, slam the phone, the convertible top goes up, which it did, and he drives off, only having him hit the minister on the way out. Uh, it's kind of a, a punchline, and then that sounds a little corny. But you've got to, you've got to, you have to actually make a story to it. It's not enough just okay. Describe this person sitting in their car. What's the? How's it going to develop? What's what's going to happen? Um, and it's got to be about the car and the problem this car is giving him, the grief. Either he borrowed money to get it, uh, you know, it was beyond his reach. Anyway, the point is, I'm going to have fun with this. It's going to be a a worthwhile challenge to do because I don't think I'll do a very good job at all. But, hey, that's better than writing something and saying, look how good this is. Thank you. That's all I want to know. I just want you to like it. No, I want to try something that's difficult for me and uh, see what happens. Scarborough Dude, now I'm going to sign out. So there's my third or fourth 10-minute clip. This is going to be one of those podcasts. Um, yeah, nothing more. Bye for now.
Chick, chick. I'm uh, trying to shelter the Olympus from the uh, wind. God, I'm hunched over with my jacket open. It's a beautiful sunny day. It is Thursday before the Easter holiday weekend. Happy Easter, folks. Those of you who, uh, I was going to say suffer, you know, who <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> it is a time of suffering. It, I mean, it's a horrible, horrible. God. Anytime I've read about crucifixion, it it just... So, anyway, let's just set that aside. You may be listening. However, there may be a couple of people who are months behind, and uh, who knows, you could be listening at Christmas time. Much better. Birthday party. Um, Morningside Park, that's where I am. I checked out, I googled a few little spots, you know, other parks. Oh, I haven't been there, I haven't been there, and they're just not big parks. I know all the big ones. Morningside is huge, follows a ravine. It's quite a wonderful place. I don't often come here. It's just that much further, Ellesmere um, and uh, Morningside Avenue in Scarborough. But by God, so nice to have this huge amount of space with trees, picnic tables everywhere. So, uh, yeah, I'm out for a little walk, a little exercise, a little fresh air. I, uh, when uh, Barnacle Bill and I exchange emails every morning, and we both tell each other what's on our list for today, what do we have to do, or what should we do, and what will get done, and sometimes at the end of the day, we might have a follow-up. But um, I had nothing on my agenda for today other than buy bread, which I did at the B&A Bakery, just up the street. And then saw a bunch of empties in the room where I keep the wine and this little storage cellar in the basement. Oh, I really should take those back. So I got Daniel to carry them upstairs for me. There's no railing going down to the basement stairs, so it's a little treacherous for me. I've got to be very careful. I sort of use hands and feet to get upstairs from the basement. Uh, anyway, took those to the LCBO, got about, or the beer store, got I think $6 and change. And uh, carried on. I went to a recreation center, another Scarborough community center, where they have Aquafit. And I looked up for some adult programs. Is there anything I can join now? And there didn't seem to be a whole lot. There's ice skating going on, you know, but I don't ice skate, of course. Um, But I saw a sign that said, oh, chess. And I looked at the time. Oh, it's Thursday. Just started half an hour ago. I should check that out. So I asked at the front desk where was it. They sent me in. I walked in. There was this huge auditorium and one table set up and two people. I was expecting, you know, okay, there'll be 20 people. I'll just walk around, watch a few games. I had no intention of uh, staying and playing. But I thought I'd just check it out anyway. And I walked in. And once they saw me, you know, the guy said, well, why don't you come on down and... uh, So I made my way over. I pulled up a chair, and it was a man who sort of leads the club, and uh, he told me, oh, well, last year there was a whole lot of, last week there was a whole lot of people, but this week there was just him, and a woman who was learning to play. She didn't even know how to move the pieces. So it became a little awkward. I, I sort of sat for a while and listened to him explain to her how the rook moves, how the bishops move. And initially he asked me if I played, and I said, oh, I haven't played for quite a while. I'm a little out of practice. 
And it was me sort of protecting myself a little. Did I want to get into a game? Uh, did I want to be humiliated? And I, you know, I would have held up my own. I know the openings anyway. I, mean, I don't make blunders. Um, but you know, I didn't really feel like it. And so after watching for a while, I just, I just got uncomfortable, and. I left. I just said, well, I'll uh, maybe I'll see you uh, another time. And, you know, I just found my way out. This was, you know, hey, she couldn't, he couldn't even have a game with her because she didn't know how to move the pieces. And then I realized as I headed towards my car, the right thing, socially, as a member of a community, the right thing for me to do, which I didn't do, and I feel a little shitty about it, and I didn't do it because I didn't want to do it. The right thing for me to do would have been to suggest that he and I play so that she could learn by watching us. It would have been the right thing to do. She would have had the benefit of seeing a game. It would have taken the pressure off him sitting there with one person, uh, you know, learning, and she's just going to sit there and it's going to drag on. And I didn't do it. And I, I, I like, I knew... I mean, I could have turned back as I headed to my car. I, I, I knew enough to think it through. Ken, you know, you could go back and suggest. And I let the other part of me say, come on, it's a sunny day. I'm heading for a park. I don't want to be sitting inside this huge gray auditorium playing a game of chess I don't want to play. But I still felt conflicted. It's the kind of thing I learned when I joined West Hill United Church. It is about consideration for others and community. And clearly, almost like the Christian thing to do would have been to offer to play a game and and let her watch us play. And she would have got something out of it. Uh, he would have been better off. Everybody except for me would have been better off. But this was me putting myself first. So I'm only running that by you now. I mean, I'm not pulling out my hair. I'm not feeling terrible about it. I'm sharing it with you. But as an example, and, and because I like to... I, I, I like sometimes, God damn it, I like sometimes to, when I talk for people to to think about, okay, what would I have done in that situation? Or was there any issue? Or am I just being ridiculous? There's no issue to start with at all. Didn't feel like playing chess. I didn't play chess, period. End of it. No, 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 no. There was a situation. There was a choice to make. There was even a a moral choice. And I took the selfish route. I could have played. We could have been over in, you know, 20 minutes. I could have given that much of my time, half an hour maybe. And then left and still had my day in the park. There's nothing else I had to do. So shame on me. Shame on me for not yet, you know, being able to rid myself of my selfishness, self-centeredness, what's good for me, uh, you know, way of thinking. Um. The story I wrote, I'm still pleased with. I, I Daniel, my son, he's he's got a, a good ear for things. I, I, there's, he has so many good qualities. And I said to him today, I just really hope you've got so many good qualities, so much ability that I, that you will find eventually a job, something you can do to put your skills to good use. Because he doesn't have that now, and. Um, 
it's 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 unfortunate. I don't know what his future is, and I do worry a lot. Um, but anyway, he he pointed out two things, and they were right on. One of them, you know, I, I used the word Dravidian that I had looked up instead of Tamil to describe a person, and it just people don't use that word of describing things. So technically, I was correct, but it's not. You know, it's almost like saying a, a Negroid. It's not, but it's just it's awkward. It's unusual. He was a Tamil, okay, describing this character that I had to make up a story about. Um, and then another part where I had just introduced, suddenly I introduced the character's name with no, he's just, it's there, I've given the name. And he said it just, it jumps out, it takes you out of the story. And it was it was just such a good observation. I, I was so pleased. And I found the perfect way to fix it and came up with a nickname for him. And uh, that changed everything. It made it so much better. And... Uh, I think it'll change the story. I, I nicknamed the character. His uh, his Tamil name was uh, pra, Prathish. Prathish. And I've uh, nicknamed him Lucky. <laughs> yeah, the story was all about his bad luck. Uh, it, it, it just... It's fun. So, folks, here's the here's the summary about this uh, creative writing course I'm taking. It is, and it's, it's sort of like the story I just talked about, about the uh, whether or not to play chess. It is what you make of things sometimes. And, um, you know, um, I, I think I'm going to drop by the... Uh, by the uh, community center on the way home. I doubt they'll still be there, but if they are, I'll go in and I'll say, do you want a game? Um, anyway, I, the, this course that I was complaining quite a bit after the second session, the first and second, and, hey, hey, the teacher's really got to improve her act, but it really is up to me. To, what am I going to put into it? And uh, I've just I've just had fun with both the stories I've written. I've really liked it. It's been a, a great little creative burst. It, it's been fun. It's been enough of a challenge. It's uh, I've had to solve problems, you know, in writing. I had to look up and learn new information. I had to learn about, you know, what are the gods of the Tamils and so on. He's got one of those on the front uh, on his dashboard. Uh, there's I had to create a character and I had to do a little research for it. So I'm I'm happy about that. I'm very happy about that. All right, I'm going to get on with my walk. I've I've wanted to keep all these segments short. Um, Who knows if this is the last one or not. And I really, really owe it to all my listeners to put in a song or two. So, uh, Scarborough Dude signing out from uh, this wonderful, wonderful Morningside Park on a a very nice April day. Uh, 12, 13, 14, I don't know, somewhere in there. Anyway, it's the uh, Thursday before Good Friday. Scarborough Dude, next week I go camping after the dentist. Bye for now. Ding, ding, ding.